manage expectations with ambition. You got to really, really pay close eye to that. The company was launched in 2008. Again, Bright Pearl. Derek came in two years ago and helped really right size the business. They've got 45 million bucks raised, not over 900 customers paying over a grand per month. So about 950, call it a million bucks a month right now in revenue. That's up from a run rate in 2017 of about 10.1 million and up in tw- from 2016, where they had a run rate of ended with a 7.7 million uh, run rate. 13% gross revenue churn annually said otherwise 102% net revenue retention annually, annually, super healthy. 84 people based between Bristol, Austin, Texas, Latvia, and India. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Derek O'Carroll. He's the CEO of Bright Pearl, a cloud-based ERP built solely for retailers and wholesalers. He's the co-author of the Omnichannel Survival Guide. He's recognized as a leading retail expert, leading BP that trades $1.8 billion of business globally every year, cementing in its position as an invaluable asset for mid-sized merchants seeking a competitive edge. Derek, are you ready to take us to the top? I am indeed. Delighted to be with you, Nathan. All right. Did I get the kind of function of Bright Pearl correct? Why don't you fill in the gaps there and then tell me how you guys make money? Yeah, spot on. Um, as you said, we are purpose-built for the retail and hotel and wholesale industries. And so alternatively, uh, those markets would typically go to a generic ERP provider like NetSuite or Microsoft and spend a lot of do- dollars customizing that platform to their requirements. Whereas when they come to us, we're built solely for that sector, and that's pretty much our USP. As you said on, on the intro in the last 12 months, our customers transacted $1.8 billion worth of invoices to cash on the platform. And when you translate that to our revenue, if I look at, say, our annual recurring revenue as of this morning, we're like on the first half. So at the end of June, uh, we're at $11.35 million of annual recurring revenue. That's a run rate? Yes, that's annual recurring revenue. Forward-looking uh, though, forward-looking though, no, not not past. I know that is that is uh, forward-looking for the year, like the snapshot is forward-looking. Yep. So that's our annual recurring revenue. And then new annual contract value accrued, if you like, or won over the six months. That's new business upsell and uplift is about two, well, it's $2.2 million. And then professional services on top, because we have to do a lot of work bringing people onto the platform is just over a million bucks um, in terms of our size. That gives you a size and scale. And, And that's as of the end of June. I joined two years ago. It was a very different story two years ago because we've been on a mission to, um, uh, reposition the company and put it into a position where it was more viable uh, than it was uh, prior to my arrival, which we can talk about. Yep. Well, just I want to make sure I get the, got those facts correct, and I want to hear more about the backstory here. At eleven or twelve million dollar run rate today, that means you're doing call it nine hundred or a million bucks a month about in pure play SaaS. You didn't have additional cash on top of that in the form of professional services, which doubles as helping you basically cover onboarding costs to make customers sticky. 
Correct. Yeah, spot on. And then we're running churns about 13%, which is pretty high. But if you look at last year, it was 18%. And the year before that, it was 20%. And that's really down to the fact that we've transitioned away from micro retailers. So those retailers that Riper was built on, if you like, the transition that uh, traded less than a million dollars a year. And say back in 2016, 70% of that revenue stack or the revenue stack then was coming from those micro retailers, whereas now only 28% of that uh, revenue stack comes from those guys. So we've transitioned the business up market over the last two years. And we've I can talk about that as well. But, so uh, just to be clear, though, that's, thir- that's 13%. Is that is that gross revenue churn annually? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what's net? Um, I don't have that number. Actually. Okay. Are you net negative? Do you know? What do you mean by net negative? Your expansion revenue more than outpaces your churned revenue? Um, our expansion revenue outpaces our... Sorry, I don't understand sure. the question. Upsells across the current customer base are oh, that's yeah. a larger so number than lost oh, revenue. Yeah. So I told, I, that's for me, that's dollar retained revenue. So that's uh, at the moment, it's just over 100%. So it's 102%. Whereas two years ago, it was running about 85%. Got it. So just to be clear, 102% net revenue retention annually, which is the same thing as, as net Correct. negative churn. Correct. Yeah, apologies. Didn't no, that, you. no, no, everyone, 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 it's funny in the SaaS world, you'd think because of how many companies there are, there'd be standard metrics, but you know, everyone measures things a little differently. So we're talking the same language. I got it. Um, walk me through more of the backstory. When was the company created? And then I guess you came in in 2016. Yeah, the company was created back in 2008. It was incorporated by, incorporated by a guy called Chris Tanner developer, um, trained developer, got involved in skateboard, set up a business, and then quickly ran in. As his business scales, he ran into challenges in the back office on servicing those online channels back in the day. So he had a shop and a warehouse, but then he started selling online, and he realized there was no solution out there that would bring together all of those mundane uh, tasks, automate them, and give them visibility across the board, and create his accounts on the fly. So he set out to build that single solution. So that's point of sale. It's everything on marketplaces. It's their own websites. It's payments. It's warehousing. It's order management. And then through to accounting. So not not that you want to be entering in all of those data points. You want a system that will just create the accounts as you go. And then feedback to you information on, say, fully landed costs on each product in a channel on a specific currency. So um, that's what he lent out to do. And he went down the route of self-service. So he figured it was a good idea to make that platform available to companies like himself. He was pretty small at the time. So he really built it for self-service. But unfortunately, in doing so, he assigned himself to a segment, which was, you know, micro-retailers have a very high percentage of churn. So he grew very quickly. And then he ran into that challenge of churn coupled with uh, the innate uh, experience that goes along with that in terms of the continual investment on R&D. I joined, I joined, um, in April 2016 with a simple remit to uh, put in place a more viable business model. Because back then, if I look at, say, churn in 2016, it was in the high 20s, uh, 27 28%, which is obviously not tenable. And But what I did see was within the customer base, there were some very large customers using the platform, but they were paying Bright Pearl a very small amount of money. So the relationship between R and GMV of the customer base was well out of whack. It was about 0.23%. And so we put in place a set of steps to move the company away from micro-retailers up to mid-market, more established, robust retailers. And as a result, our churn has dropped off. Yep. That's, funded, that's funded better dollars, and that's to help to 
invest in customer service. So Derek, invest- Derek, just just to be clear, though, I want to get some other metrics here. So, did you come in like with a funding round where you were? Repl- did you replace him? What's, what's the company raised to date? So the company to date has raised forty five million dollars since since its inception. It's had multiple rounds. When I came in, um, the terms of me joining and what we agreed with the board was we would do a down round and we would level set the business based on a true valuation that we thought was more in keeping with the fact that it had high churn and that's not viable. So we did a down round and I signed up for certain um, milestones and triggers that released some cash and that was used to fund the transition. And at the end of that journey, we you know, cleaned up the cap table, made sure that all stakeholders were in a position for equal returns once we scale the business. And that's what we've achieved um, in the last two years. And what do you today? Makes- what do you have today now in terms of total customers? We're at 913 customers at the moment. So ARPU is about, well, ARPU is 12,434. And then average order value of new deals, because ARPU is relative to the whole customer base, some of which were, you know, are still small. I haven't got rid of them all. Um, average order value of new deals is 27,720. And that's AOV as it pertains to subscription. It wouldn't include ProServe on top. And, and, so, tell, and tell me more about the team size today and how many of them are dedicated to onboarding new customers of that ACV. Yeah, so we've got um, 84 people in total, and the sales team in the U.S. and in the U.K. is at 12 people, but quota carriers within that is uh, five people. And what is quota? How do you set that? So when I started, ACV yield per rep, so new ACV yield per rep was about $19,000 per month. We're now now up to $48,000 per month. What changed that? What changed that? Well, number one was the fact that we were targeting a different profile of customer. Two, we put in place value-based selling methodology. So we, we really focused on the soft aspects of the proposition, so not just the technology, but for example, topics like business continuity and ensuring the customers understood during the sales cycle how they onboarded to this and building uh, efficiency metrics to prove to customers what the benefit of the solution was once you rolled on to the service in terms of better t- better invoicing time, better shipping time. So we really focused on proof points, value-based selling, and then obviously that drove a huge increase in average order value as we targeted more customers. And we were only able to target more customers because we already had them in the customer base. They were paying us. A small they amount. Us the, correctly. The, yeah. the monetization strategy was based on, it was a per user-based license structure when I joined. And we moved it to a GMV number of orders, whichever is higher, because we obviously do retail and wholesale. And we did that in January 2017, and we saw our average order value uh, increase um, hugely. It, 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 it basically jumped by three times. Um, back in 2016, it was $10,900. 2017, at the end, annually, it was $24,000. And so far this year, we're at $27,000. Yep, and that's, again, so, new ACV per quota carrying rep per month. That's, yes, yes. A- A- ACV, some people, back to your other thing, AOV, ACV, average order value, average contract value. It, our contracts are 12 months and people pre- prepay on the first year, although they can buy a multi-year to get a better discount. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And then the yield per, the yield per rep, um, I don't have it at the moment for the first half yet, but we're expecting to hit 60, 65 by, um, I think at the end of this month, but we'll be at 75 K definitely by the end of next month. What do you mean? That's per month yield per rep or per year or what? That's per month per month. And and what does that mean? I haven't heard that term before. 
So it's a uh, yield per rep. So it's uh, an individual I pay a salary to give them a quota. They would bring to me new ACV dollars in this in the sense of new contract dollars that will roll up into my subscription um, revenue flow. And that's what they'll bring me in each month that I would pay commission on. And my target is to get to ninety um, k per month. But it's um, seventy five now. Set. And then would you is that is that net? In other words, does that include your no, salary? It, it's not seventy five now. I'm aiming for seventy five. We're at forty eight thousand, and I expect and I expect to finish this month at sixty. It's increasing e- each month. And back to your other question, the other the other reason why we were able to transition the business was we 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 went out and we during during the analysis of our pricing, we needed to understand what was the cost of the alternative. And we worked with an agency to go out and blind taste some prospects, ideal custom pro- prospects on. Okay, you know, what would you pay for these jobs of work if you had a cloud service that would deliver them to you? And that really proved to us that we were much more valuable than the team, the historical team had actually undertaken and realized. And once we packaged that up and got that out there, we found out that we were um, in a position to compete with a much bigger, larger company, a legacy ERP provider. And by selecting a target for the team to go after, it really created that sort of uh, sharp end of the stick. Everyone went after that competitor. And then that really also has driven that differentiation and yeah. the value selling that I spoke along. So it's important to pick your your target is my point. So let me summarize this and then I want to move on. Before you came, each quota carrying rep call at 19 or maybe when you first started, 19 grand and new essentially contracts closed per month. That's up to 29 now. You're aiming to get up to 45 and then ultimate goal to get to 75 and 90. So today, again, if they're at about 45, is that is that then you pay them call it six grand a month salary? So actually net net, it's called 39 or 38. Yeah, I'll just go back to your summary there. Your, your, the yield per head when I joined of ACV per rep was $19,000. Yep. Now it's $48,000 and we expect it to be 60. At Is the that end of net the month. though? Does that, do you pay salary then out of that? So it's actually a little lower or that's, yeah, net? yeah, it would, it, it, it would be uh, salary would come out of that. So there's Got about it. basic salary be about, um, Five, four, four, five thousand dollars, depending upon which country you're looking at, whether it's UK or US. That's good. Look, it's good productivity. That's great. Um, walk me through again. Now that we understand the sales model, what's your all-in fully weighted CAC per new customer? I'm sorry, you did break up there, Nathan. I That's didn't okay. hear you. I was just saying. Now that we understand your sales model in terms of the touch you're putting on these sales, what's your fully weighted customer acquisition cost? So at the moment, we're running at just over $4,700 on the CAC. Um, and that's pretty high based on where we've come from. And that's really down to the fact that when I look at the way I acquire customers, historically, Bright Pearl built its business on inbound, which, as you guys know, is very expensive. We activated partners as a channel eight months ago once the AOV started getting to a point where it was relevant to the partners we wanted to work with. And I'm just about to launch uh, an assertive outbound campaign. So identifying my ideal customer profile at scale and then feeding that in, looking for triggers or buying signals automatically and then figuring that into the sales team. And that's how I'm going to drive down that CAC to the target is to get it to about $1,800, $1,900, which would be the range for this uh for this segment Derek, so why, been, why do you say that 4700 though is bad if you're if your annual monthly payment is called a grand per month and they're paying all cash up front you're getting paid back immediately already yeah but i've got i've got high costs uh, when it comes to the so cac is one thing and then cac payback in terms of number of months on the total cost 
it's it's it to me that's high it should be at 19 i want to get it to about 1900 bucks in order for us to be in pole position what do you what do you say your cac payback period is today how many months uh, we're running at 19 months at the moment. Where do you get that? If your CAC is 4,700 bucks, but people are paying 12 grand a, a year. Um, the 12, the 12 grand a year is the AORPU, so annual recurring license per customer. Yep. And then, and then I've got a CAC payback period of 19 months. That's what I that's what I track, which is CAC payback. I don't have the CAC number in front of me. But don't you have I to know the CAC number to get the CAC payback? I I do, I do, but I just don't have that in front of me okay. at the moment. Got so just to be clear, though, but it's not it's 19 months, and it needs to be 12, 13 yeah. months. So if you have 19 months with an average contract value of, of call it 12 grand, really you're paying about 19 grand to acquire that customer, not 4,700. Yes, but but my so you're quoting twelve thousand. That's my ARPU. Yeah, that's my annual recurring per all of the customers. But my new customers are much more valuable. I've been acquiring much oh. larger customers. So my um, average order value for new deals is twenty seven thousand seven hundred and twenty at the first half as of end of June last year. At the end of the year, it was twenty four, and the year before that, it was ten thousand. So. I've I've still got that legacy, if you like, that drag on my ARPU because of all of those legacy customers. Well, just to be clear, though, that would that would make your payback quicker. If people are paying more per year, yeah, the new one. Of course, of course, it would. Yeah, but but I'm I'm just saying that today my target is to get and improve the CAC payback. It's the last thing on the board that we've got to resolve. It's too high. Not 19 uh, months is too high. Yeah, Derek, but I, I, something, we're missing something here. So I want to make, if 27 grand is what new customers are coming on at, and you're saying right now you have a 19 month payback period. So that's about a year and a half, right? So you're spending yeah. 27 grand plus another half of 27 grand, which means your CAC is somewhere right now in the call it 40 grand range, not $4,700. Yeah, no. So my CAC as it pertains to new customers is probably around twenty six, twenty seven thousand dollars uh-huh. Whereas the CAC, when I look at the overall, as it, as it pertains to overall customer base, um, yeah, so it's about $27,000 at the moment to acquire a new customer in the, in the enterprise space. So my mistake, yeah. And they're signing up for a $27,000 on average per year contract, correct? Uh, on average, yes, yeah. on average. So that so, would be a 12-month payback period already, right? Not 19 yeah, well, that's I'm looking at 19 months, so that's what the system's telling me. What we got from it at the end of June. Interesting. Okay, well, minimum discrepancies here. I just want to get inside of your head a little bit more. Um, team size is 84 sure. people. Where's everybody based? Uh, we've got about uh, 54 people based in um, uh, Bristol, UK, which is where the company was formed, and then the balance. Uh, well, there's 22 people, 23 people now in Austin, Texas, uh, mainly on the go-to-market functions, but we're changing that. And then the rest of our team are in Latvia and India, as you would expect. Um, and yeah, when I joined the company's headquarters in the U.S. was in San Francisco. That's great. And uh, tell me real quick about I moved, I moved to Austin, Texas. I'm, by the way, I'm in Austin. I love Austin, so that's great. Um, it was great. Growth rate right now. You said you're doing about 900. Call it a million bucks per month. Where were you a year ago? What were you doing? Um, so end of 2017, 10. We were doing 7.7 7 in 2016. So if I look at annual recurring revenue, at the end of 2016, we were 7.7 7 million. And at the end of 2017, we got to 10.164 million. So give or take 30 odd points of, of growth. Yep. And what do, you think, what do you think you'll finish out here in 2018? 
we, we're on track for just over 13 and a half million. Yeah, that's great. Good growth. All right. Good stuff, Derek. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, my favorite book? Well, The Art of War. Num- number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, well, a guy called Francis D'Souza, who I admire a lot, uh, president CEO of Illumina. I used to actually work with him, but uh, very impressive what he's doing. Made the shift from software into a cancer research. So, yeah, very impressive guy. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Uh, at the moment, I'm into Bamboo HR. I'm liking the way it allows me to uh, set goals, manage them, get the reports, visibility. Really good uh, HR management tool. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Definitely over eight that's, on average. Eight. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, I'm married, 16 years, two kids, Lauren Oscar, 12 and eight. That's great. And uh, how old are you? I am 50. All right, Derek, last question. Take us back 30 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? The importance of managing expectation with ambition. Everything takes a little bit longer. Yeah. And you always want to shoot for the stars. And when you're in this type of business, you've got to be very careful of that. It can help you and hurt you. Guys, there you have it. Manage expectations with ambition. You got to really, really pay close eye to that. The company was launched in 2008. Again, Bright Pearl. Derek came in two years ago and helped really right-size the business. They've got 45 million bucks raised, not over 900 customers paying over a grand per month. So about 950, call it a million bucks a month right now in revenue. That's up from a run rate in 2017 of about 10.1 million and up in tw- from 2016 where they had a run rate of ended with a 7.7 million uh, run rate. 13% gross revenue churn annually said otherwise 102% net revenue retention annually annually super healthy 84 people based between Bristol Austin Texas Latvia and India Derek thank you for taking us to the top thank you very much cheers